0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Can I
1: have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? And does this smell good? Wolfen, down your lunch.
0: <laughs> serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Luke. Hey, boy. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right, it is noon on a Friday, and it is a very important Friday heading into the first weekend of the NBA playoffs. Aaron Maloney is here with all of today's top sports stories, Aaron.
2: So the Phoenix Suns will play the Clippers in round one of the NBA playoffs on Sunday at Footprint Center. So what comes to mind when Devin Booker thinks about the 2021 Western Conference Finals?
3: Broken nose. (laughs) Broken nose. Um to follow man that's you know that's a product of the details matter you know i think we we stole game two that year you know it's different one one two oh everybody knows it. it's a whole different ball game and you know being able to get that lob and you know chris out to start the series with, with covid so you know it just shows you that you know you never know what to expect in the playoffs and they play really good basketball i remember they ended up switching a lot of things one through five and you know it's gonna be fun matching up against them again
2: He said, you don't really know what to expect when it comes to NBA playoff basketball. So what do you guys expect to see from Suns Clippers? I
0: mean, there is a lot of star power in this series. We're focused on Suns, and I think rightfully so. And, you know, I get that Russell Westbrook isn't prime Russell Westbrook and Norman Powell isn't necessarily a star. But when you throw in the fact that there is Kawhi, there is... KD, there is Devin Booker, there is Chris Paul. I mean, Russell Westbrook was an MVP not that long ago. I expect to see a pretty good basketball game, but I do expect to see the Suns in control by the end.
1: Yeah. um, What did Devin Booker say? What was the question that he was asked, Mel? What was that question that he responded to?
2: What comes to mind when he thinks about the 2021 Western Conference Finals?
1: (laughs) And what did he say? A broken Broken nose. nose. A broken nose. Now, you know, he may have been, you know, that is a thing he remembers, of course. And we all remember that, don't we? Remember D.A.'s shirt with Booker's face with yeah. a broken nose that he wore to the game? That's exactly right. <laughs> but here it is. It's interesting he would say that in answer because that points to the physicality, once again, of this series. I- I'm sorry. I am so convinced, I could be dead wrong on this, but I am convinced that Ty Lu is convincing his players, you better come out and be tougher than this team, and more physical than this team, or we have no chance, we're going to get run off the floor, do you understand? You might want to put a mouth guard in, and maybe a mask on again, D-Book, because here it comes.
2: So our Sanderson Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com, and it asks whose career would be affected most by a championship win with the Suns this year? Your choices: Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, or Devin Booker.
0: This is a good CP question. Is yeah, what I've got to go I, I, with? Yeah, because uh, well, let's 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 hash this out, right? Kevin Durant's already won a couple titles. Yeah, and Devin Booker would still have more time to win another title it's got to be
1: chris paul it's got to be chris paul has to be cp3 because of where he is in his career can you imagine what this would mean i mean really think about it of all the guys out on the floor what it would mean to that guy to actually get a ring he might just walk on out of here i was (laughs) just gonna ask you guys uh, i don't know would how would you feel would you do that do you feel like you would do that? Been around as long as Chris Paul has been around, and finally you win that ring, and you know that your career is close to being over, anyways.
0: Uh, I've got, I've got the answer for you. Or if, do you come back if you had if this were last year, or maybe even this year with the same team and they won it? Yeah, I think I'd walk because you can't. I mean, to talk about going out on a high note, but if they win it this year and with this kind of new version of this team. I don't know that I could walk away, especially if it's like a fairly easy playoff know. run. You're like, oh, we have KD and Devin. yeah. I don't know that I could walk away at that
1: point.
2: So 66% agree with you guys. They say Chris Paul. Okay. 29% say Devin Booker. 5% say Kevin Durant.
1: Yeah, KD.
0: I mean, KD. It's a third title, I guess. It changes your he's career a little bit.
1: KD, he's a legend already.
2: The Colts aren't interested in trading up for a quarterback, and apparently they value Kentucky quarterback Will Levis over Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson because of his ability to start right away. So that is a little nugget from Matt Miller on a story on ESPN. Because right now, their quarterback room is Gardner Minshew, Nick Foles, and Sam Ellinger. So you would think... That they need to bring in a quarterback that starts right away. Unless you want to do Minshew mania. <laughs> so where do you think the Colts go? They are hosting C.J. Stroud for a visit.
1: Yeah, Man, the it's... Indianapolis Colts are going to try to move up to number three and take the You still think they are? Yes.
2: So you think this is all smoke?
1: It is Draft subterfuge.
2: It's lying season, right? It is. Isn't that what B.A. called
1: it? It is disinformation. We want you to think one thing. It is the willful, wanton desire to mislead somebody else. I think, you know, how bad is it? The Cardinals know the Colts need to get up to number three if they really want to have a quarterback. Especially if they have a quarterback they love, even if it's Will Levis. Hey, if they love him that much over Anthony Richardson, are you going to tell me there's not another team out there that might feel exactly the same way that would be willing to move up to number three to get him? Oh, we've seen that before. Patrick haven't Mahomes. have we, Trey Lance?
2: Well, member Patrick Mahomes. The Cardinals were wanting to pick him, but then the Chiefs went up and got him.
0: That's the perfect example, really. Oh, we'll just wait for him to fall to us. Okay, well, whatever you would have had to give up, uh, Patrick Mahomes is better than it. Uh, I still... I still don't understand why the Colts aren't just going after Lamar. All right, that was wolfing down your lunch. Thank you, as always, Aaron. Join Burns and Gambo at the Top Golf Swing Suite at Gila River Resorts and Casinos today from 2 to 6. They'll be giving away Suns playoff t-shirts, water bottles, and backpacks. Plus, you can meet Suns legend Tom Chambers from 5 to 6 p.m. So head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for complete details. You must be 21 years and over to attend the event. Uh, When we come back, who exactly is the key to the Suns' chances against the Clippers? Could it be DeAndre Ayton? We'll tell you why that name's coming up. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. I think the answer for most people to the question I'm about to ask will most people's answer would be Kevin Durant? Maybe Devin Booker? Maybe Chris Paul? Okay. Cedric Ceballos had a different answer. I'm going to go ahead and ask the question first. Uh, who who is the biggest key to the Suns having success in this series against the Clippers? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I just threw out probably the three most popular answers if this was family feud. Okay. Cedric Sabalos came in with a different answer. It might actually be very similar to your answer, but here's Cedric Sabalos.
1: I think the most important thing, Keyshawn, for this team to win a championship is going to be the big fella. I always put him in the top five. Uh, Aiden needs to play effectively, not not to a point where uh, he, he's depressed and begging for the basketball, but I think Coach Monty needs to go ahead and dump it into him the first half. And the second half of each uh, of basketball games just to make sure everybody knows and he knows that he could touch the basketball and be dominant in that paint. He doesn't have to have a bunch of plays because you've got two dominant scores and that's not going to happen. But if he dips in right, gets himself 20 points, 10 boards in each of these series, uh, they got a great chance, Keyshawn, to win the championship. Okay. Yeah. You know what? That's a little it's a little too much what for me. I, I want to know the How? Okay, I I know what he's saying right there, but for me, the what, okay, twenty and ten. That's what he wants from DA. Twenty and ten. They you know, get DA the ball. Be intentional about it right there. For me, I I don't I don't I I don't agree with that. I would say this, just DA, be physical. The how is more important to me. The rebound and how you rebound, the block out and how you block out. The physicality, running around somebody and actually seeing a ball go up on the offensive end of the floor and moving to try to get in position for an offensive rebound. I want to see the physicality of that, the how. You want to get points, grab a ball underneath the offensive end of the glass and put it back in. (laughs) How about that? That'd be Nice. nice. I'm not saying ignore DA, but KD... And Devin Booker need the ball; and they need to score. Well, yeah, I mean that—that's the part of
0: this, right? In in the past, you would get the the DA supporters that were going to stand by him no matter what, and if he was disappearing in games, they would say, "Look, they'll run the offense for him; they'll get him the ball." And, and and I think to a certain extent, there's been some truth to that. But I don't care now because I'm not running the offense for DeAndre Ayton when I have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. You know, he he's not he's not a priority for me to get him points. So what Cedric Chabalas just said right there is important because I'm not saying he's not a priority for me at all. I, right, I want to get him right. involved and, and, and engaged because if he goes off in these playoffs, who's beating the sun? I, I, but, but I'm not taking the ball away from Kevin Durant and Devin Booker very much to make it happen. So some of it's on him too.
1: I, I know. Um, listen, uh, the engagement thing bothers me. It does brothers. It, it bothers me. What do you, what, what do you mean? Engaged? We, we've got to set you up and, and give you the ball for you to be engaged. But he's not the only
0: player that, that you could. He's He might be the only player on the Suns, but he's not the only NBA player that's
1: like that. Yeah, I, I understand that. But again, um, Devin Booker is going to look for a shot, of course. But do you think Devin Booker cares about whether he's going to be engaged or not? No, he's telling his teammates he's to shoot. going to be engaged. That's exactly right. You got KD and Book telling his teammates, "Go ahead, shoot the ball." He's going to be engaged. That's that's my point. So if 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 Set is right about that, that you got to get him the ball to get him engaged. You know, um, I'd rather just say, yeah, "How about you play?" Because you are engaged, whether you get the ball or not. You understand the importance of blocking somebody out. On the defensive end of the floor in particular, that ball goes up, man, block, find a body, block him out, move. I want to see the base with DeAndre Ayton, his base underneath him, his hands ready to go, expecting a pass when somebody's actually cutting to the basket. Expect the pass. Get your hands right. Re- I want him to be alert and aware. That's what I want. Da, I think Da. There's no doubt about, it, especially in this series, how physical it's going to be. I think Da is the tip of the spear for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I. No, that's just me. This that's, is this is what I would say. That's why I expect this series to be that physical. And if it is, Da has got to be physical. I, what
0: I wrestle with is I. I think when you have Durant and Booker and Paul. you you can win even if D.A. isn't great. I I still think you can go pretty deep in these playoffs. I guess what I would say is, and this is two ifs, and I understand that, but if this team stays healthy and if DeAndre Ayton delivers the performance he delivered two playoffs ago, I don't think anybody can beat them except maybe Milwaukee in a seven-game series. If you tell me the Suns are going to be healthy for the next two months and you tell me DeAndre Ayton gives you exactly what he gave you in the 2021 playoffs— there's nobody in the Western Conference that that I I think can beat the Suns. Uh, here's Monty Williams. He was asked yesterday, "What sort of growth have you seen from Da since his first postseason a couple
4: years ago?" I guess the way you would imagine. I mean, he's used to the physicality. I don't think the, you know the first time he played in those types of games, it probably was eye opening. Um, how much he was getting hit and beat up, and, and um, fouls weren't being called. You probably have to ask him. I think he's more than used to the heightened awareness of the details that go into a playoff game. Whereas before, (laughs) you probably thought you could do the same thing you did in the regular season. When you get to the playoffs, you realize it's a lot more physical, um, a lot more tenacious. The officiating is pretty consistent as far as allowing that kind of play, and I think that's eye-opening for any first-time player. Now, I think if you watch him uh, in the playoffs now, he's probably one of the guys that initiates that kind of physicality because he has grown in that regard. And uh, the playoffs is the best teacher, and I'm sure that that's allowed him to grow as a person, player. Uh, in certain situations because of that stress. So I'm sure he may have a totally different answer, but that's what I've seen.
0: <laughs> but it was a kick, David, a beauty. When Monty gives you an answer, <laughs> he gives you an answer. <laughs> you
1: know, I just love it, though, because honestly, in the first part of the question where he said, basically, um, I'm paraphrasing here, you'd have to ask him. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't, yeah. that wasn't, what he had set up to that point kind of wasn't, what he really said after that, you know what? from that To point. be honest, I on that
0: particular question, you know I love hearing D.A.'s answers to pretty much everything. And, and I would listen to his answer to that question. But on that particular question,
1: I kind of want to hear what Monty has to say about it more than D.A. Yeah, that's why I thought the very first part of it was interesting. Yeah. Because it, he seemed to be kind of, um I, I don't want to say dancing, because Monty does not dance. He does not. He does an excellent job of answering questions. But um skirting the issue is that okay to say that um he
0: he, he was it felt like he was kind of setting himself up and kind of laying some groundwork for what he was going to say like (laughs) I'm not gonna get myself into something I don't want to say but yeah you know as he's talking you think about it and it's like I think we all still look at DA as like oh you know here's a young guy making his way in this league he still has so much to learn yeah okay this is his seventh playoff series, though. A lot of guys in the NBA wow. have not played in
1: seven playoff series. There you go with the numbers once again. Uh, right. You throw something out there, and it just hits me in the face. As like long as it's two seven and four, under, I can do the math on it. Just leaves a mark right
0: here on the face. On a Friday, too. Yes. Two by four on the Friday. Okay. Uh, all right. Stop. Text us. You know, we're going to play a game when we come back. Text us your skills to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. All right. When we come back, we will um, we'll get back into the draft. All right. Why is everybody looking at me like we're not doing this? I don't, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what's don't, happening. Looking at Russ. <laughs> okay. Well, I believe when we come back, we're talking NFL drafts, and we're going to do our final round of uh, picking the player, not knowing the name, but just picking it based on their draft skill. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hot, oh, the hottest ticket in town. Fire! Fire! fire. All right, let's give stuff away. It's our last hottest ticket qualifier for Suns playoff tickets to game one this Sunday. Lester DeCell? I think it's DeCell. D E C E L L. DeCell. DeCell. Lester, you know how it's pronounced. Call and tell us. Lester DeCell from Peoria, you have 10 minutes to call 602 260 9870 to qualify for Suns playoff tickets. If. Lester Decell doesn't call within 10 minutes. Then we will open the phone lines to somebody else. If you didn't hear your name, you can still fire. qualify by texting TICKET to 620-620 and listen for your name in the 5 o'clock hour with Burns and Gambo. Once again, Lester Decell from Peoria. You have 10 minutes to call 602-260-9870 starting now. Fire! Wolf's just going to keep saying Fire!
1: <laughs> oh, here we go on a Friday. Man, you can feel it right now, can you not, based on It is basketball weekend coming your way. We got a bit of a showdown. That's right, a showdown load down coming up Sunday.
0: <laughs> this wolf just decided he was driving. I just... <laughs>
1: <laughs> like a, a morning hot talk you know, show. But it was Friday, man. It just it hit me like a ton of bricks. And this is... We're we're going to get some resolution. I wanted
0: to see what else you were going to rhyme with. Showdown, lowdown. Yes. Maybe a hoedown.
1: Hey, here it is. Resolution, draw nigh. Game uh, one on Sunday. I don't want to interrupt this. I just want to
0: see how far it goes. Yeah, no. This, this is, is What, what are we doing here? We're, we let you drive the show to start off last Monday.
1: And what look we? what it did to you. Oh, my goodness. Okay.
0: We're doing... Uh, we're doing our last round of uh, the best prospects at 53 different draft skills. Now, we obviously didn't work our way through all 53. ESPN wrote the story. Uh, they went through and they looked at the best prospects at 53 different skills in this draft. So we figured, hey, let's at least look at the draft a little bit differently, right? And and some of this will impact the Cardinals and some of it won't. But, you know, everything has a ripple effect in the draft. and. It's the draft, so who cares? So the way I'm doing this, is I'm throwing to you, Wolf, I'm throwing two skills at a position, and you just tell me you don't know who the player is. Okay, you just tell me. Well, I'd rather have that skill for a receiver. I'd rather right. have that skill for a, a quarterback or whatever. Okay, we've been doing this for a few days, and, and Aaron's gone through and deleted the ones we've already done. Okay, yeah. So you ready for? Let's. See, let's I want to go. You want to go corner? Let's go corner. I got one more corner matchup I can throw
1: at you, okay? Yes, okay. One more corner. Here we go. Give me the
0: skills. I'm going to give you the skills. You tell me which one you value more. I'm not even going to tell you the player is. I'm just going to fire off the draft capsules that we have recorded for the draft. Okay, Okay, cool. All right, corner. So wherever you are in the draft, you're the Cardinals, you want to corner. Your two options are you can have the guy who has the best coverage instincts or the guy who has the best transition ability.
1: Oh man, the best coverage instincts yeah you've gotta you've gotta have this innate ability to know when it's it's gonna be a situation where man is going to work or know when you need to come off that man and yeah, I'm gonna go that all right. Brian
5: Branch, cornerback, Alabama. One draft analyst said what he lacks in size, he makes up for in intensity. He helped the Crimson Tides defense hum this past season. Branch collected 90 tackles, 14 of which were for a loss, and in coverage batted down seven balls and intercepted two. That season awarded him AP second-team All-American honors. And if you haven't figured out based on the stats, you can plop him just about anywhere in a defensive alignment. It helps, too, that his quick recognition will blow up plays for opposing offenses. NFL comp, Texans safety, Jalen Petrie.
1: Oh, okay. Jalen Petrie. Um, whenever I think of the innate ability to read coverage and read plays, I think of Tyron Matthew. That's who I think of. And he played an awful lot of man cover for a safety. He really did. So for me right now, that is something I would value big time over the other skill
0: is uh is everybody on alabama this year do they all fit the bill of what they lack in size they make up for in instincts and intensity you could have started that off and you could have been talking about bryce young
1: isn't that interesting that nick saban would you say nick saban has accomplished an awful lot of things as a college football coach Certainly more than he did in the NFL as a head coach. Okay, would you also say that Alabama is a powerhouse in college football? Of course. They would be the powerhouse. The power, the powerhouse in football. Although George is getting there lately. Yeah, think about, just think about what you just said. How many athletes do they have playing for them that aren't prototypical? And yet they are some of the best players in the country. Why is that? Because too many people look at height, size, weight, speed. They look at the measurables when I think Nick Saban looks at the tape. Does that make sense? It seems to be
0: working pretty well for him, too. Uh, let's go receiver, okay? we got three left, so I'm just going to throw all three of them into one. All right? Okay. Good. Your options for a receiver, and this is something the Cardinals may very well need in this draft. You so
1: three skills is what
0: three, you're going I'm going to give, give you. Right you three now. skills. Okay. They are the, the ESPN has three different receivers attached as being the best at those skills. Okay? okay, you can have the best deep threat, you can have best separation speed, or you can have best catch and run ability.
1: This is a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> this is a that really is tough brutal, one. <laughs> brutal right there. Um, do, do we have D Hop? Do we still have D Hop on the tape no. if I'm the Arizona Cardinals? Not, they're
0: not playing. Okay. He, uh, might be, he might be working out somewhere with the Cardinals okay. F-
1: sweatshirt. Okay, because if if he was playing, I, I want that deep threat. If yeah. you know what I'm talking I want that run by a guy. Really? So give me the other two. What were they
0: again? Deep threat, best separation speed, best catch and run ability. Give me the catch and run. Uh, I, I had a feeling it might go there. Quentin Johnston, wide receiver,
5: TCU. Did you see that touchdown catch Johnston made in the Fiesta Bowl? Not just the catch itself, but the 76 yards he covered on the ground? That single moment captures most of what Johnston has to offer for NFL teams. He has the height, he has the agility, but most importantly, he has the speed. He collected over 1,000 yards this past season and six scores as he helped the Horned Frogs go all the way to the national championship. The knock on Johnston would be his Inconsistency catching passes using his body more than his hands, something teams will surely consider when Johnston reaches the top of draft boards. NFL comp, former Bears and Eagles wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey.
0: All right, so you went with door number three. I'm just going to tell you who the first two doors were. Okay, yeah. Best deep threat, Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee. Best separation speed, Jordan Addison from USC.
1: Okay, so there, there you, go. you go. Great. Um, best separation speed. Would you really, uh, would you really value that that much if you are a wide receiver? What if you can't catch the ball? You know what I mean? Well, that then uh, separation speed. Yeah. Um, I just thought of somebody, running, but I'm not going to say his name. Or, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sometimes receivers can get open but can't catch. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, you want to do one more? We got about a minute and a half. I can do one more if you yes, want. Yes. So let's do it. Let's go offensive line. Oh.
1: But guts nice.
0: Yeah I got three of these two Just to clear out every Everything left on the board here Best blocking technique Best OL foot speed Offensive line foot speed Or best pass protector Oh best Blocking technique Okay I, I kind of figured You were going to go there Peter Skoronsky, Offensive Tackle Northwestern.
5: This 6'4", 313 pound offensive tackle from Northwestern is one of the top offensive line prospects in this year's draft. Skoronsky was named to the Big Ten's first team all-conference and their top offensive lineman. And while he could be suited with a move to guard in the pros after defending his QB's blind side all throughout college, his excellent footwork, clear understanding of positioning and angles paired with a unique blend of technique, feel, and power line up for a potential instant difference maker on any line. NFL comparison, eight-time Pro Bowl guard Zach Martin. <laughs> That's
1: a pretty good comparison. Sold. But that background music got a little funky there, yeah, too. Yeah, no, I about that right there. Peter Skaronsky. Oh, man, I love this kid. I think he's got it all. I think he does. I think it's not only his height, of course. It's not only his measurables, the physical skills. That he has, it's also, um, this is a smart kid, and this is a kid that plays hard. He's got it all, body, soul, and spirit. I love that kid. Uh, All right. Last chance to score the hottest ticket in town.
0: Game one, Suns playoff tickets by texting TICKET to 620-620. Registering and listening for your name today. Now you got to do it in the 5 o'clock hour. That's your last chance to qualify to see the Suns take on the Clippers in uh, game one on Sunday. Again, that's TICKET to 620-620. When we come back, does beating an L.A. team carry any more weight to Devin Booker? I know it does to the fans. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The hottest ticket in town.
3: Fire! Fire! Hi,
0: fire. 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 Wolf. I need a uh, caller number.
1: Okay, fire. here we go. Um, it's a Friday. Let's go with four. All right, caller number
0: four to 602-260-9870. Uh, you will be our qualifier for Suns playoff tickets to game one this Sunday. 602-260-9870. If you are caller number four right now, uh, you win the hottest ticket qualifier spots. You know, I had this uh, thought wolf about this series with the clippers we talked to kellen olsen earlier about you know how these teams are are much different than they were when they met two years ago now some of the guys are the same devin booker's the same deandre ayton's the same right but uh but yes Kawhi Leonard. no paul george at least for now uh kevin durant wasn't on the Suns back then certainly you know who was on the clippers that isn't on the clippers now um Pat Bev.
1: Yeah, Pat Bev. Yeah, so get out. (laughs) Get out, Pat Bev. Yeah, Pat Bev.
0: But I find myself wondering here, like, I don't think people have that much animosity towards the Clippers, right? This is not a, this is not, they're playing, not playing the Lakers right now. Way more against the Lakers. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: But by the time, I don't know, game two is done, you're going to have some animosity towards somebody on the Clippers, you know? I mean, every series has it. Every playoff series. Yeah. Because, Okay, so you, you go back and, and there was um, there was obviously Pat Bev last time they played the Clippers. He made sure of that. That wasn't difficult. Uh, certainly Luca after the, the the Mavericks series last year. Uh, Jose Alvarado after the Pelicans series. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm trying to think who there was in the Bucks series because people weren't really mad at Giannis. They were just like, all right, I guess <laughs> this like, is just going to
1: happen. It's just Giannis. Yeah, oh, good for you, yes. Giannis. Thank you. Uh, there's going
0: to be guys on the Clippers at least right. one that uh, that Suns fans are are fed up with by the midway point of this series. So maybe that's where we should do a little bit of a deeper dive on the Clippers and and to kind of lead us there, let's uh, let's hear from from Devin Booker first of all that he was asked if 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 just beating any team from LA carries more weight with him.
3: I really don't have no personal, you know, Big with anybody, I just I want to I want to get to the end and finish it. So you know, whoever's in our in our path doing that right, is that. I love that quote. Booker always seems to have one of those quotes,
0: doesn't he? I don't care who's in the way. I just want to get to the end and finish it.
1: Yeah, you know that that is part of the smoldering Devin Booker that I really love. Um, I think Norman Powell might be a guy. Right, keep that in mind right now. Yeah.
0: Norman Powell. Norman Powell is a. Uh, He's on my list. I don't know that it'll be so much like, hey, this guy's irritating. I just think he's going to take over that that Reggie Jackson role from a couple years ago where he's just hitting shots, and you're like, dude, seriously? He's on this team? Uh, Here's
4: Monty Williams talking about Norman Powell. He's just one of those guys that... um he comes in he's not you know, <laughs> he's not facilitating offense for other guys he's like going to get it and he's drawing fouls uh, in transition he's trying to get to the rim uh, DHOs he's getting downhill going right and his paint touches are pretty efficient he's getting to the free throw line or he's finishing with his right hand um, they're close out it, as far as their team is concerned, they're the best closeout team in the league, and he's a big part of that. Um, so he's he's a huge part of our discussions. I think our guys understand that he, he could be a key factor if you don't go into this series with a high level of awareness that when he comes in the game, he's capable of big nights. And I think our guys have a great deal of respect for what he's been able to do, and he's been in and out of there their rotation and he's still been able to put up 17 18 points a night and he can go for 25 if if you you don't have that heightened awareness of who he is as a player man
1: that's gonna feel so good if you're norman paul it's gonna feel so good you've got a guy like monty williams that is so well regarded so well respected in the association and he's talking about you in those tones right there, a an opposing coach speaking so glowingly of a guy that I, I don't think everyone immediately appreciates and knows as well as oh I don't know Russell Westbrook. When you say Russell Westbrook, that has an image immediately. Kawhi Leonard, that has an image immediately Paul George immediately. The these names, you you get a certain image or lasting impression. I don't think Norman Powell has that kind of command, and yet to hear Monty Williams talk about him the way he just did, that's big.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was he was a big part of that run for Toronto a few years ago, right? Like, he is the sort of player that can burn you. Um, but I, I'll go back to what Kellen Olsen said when he joined us earlier in the show, and I, I thought he summarized this pretty well. The Clippers have depth. And like a guy like Norman Powell, as we talk right now and as you listen, if you're a hardcore basketball fan, you know Norman Powell. And you know that that's legit. But your friends that you watch the game with on Sunday that maybe aren't huge basketball fans yeah. halfway through the series are going to be like, who is this Norman Powell guy?
1: <laughs> um, it, yeah, but you, you don't think he's got the same name recognition no, no, no. as a Russell Westbrook no. or Kawhi Leonard.
0: No, but I think that uh, he. Paul George. Absolutely. And you're the one that brought him up and and somehow you, I, I don't think you knew that Monty had a, a cut talking about Norman Powell, but, but like you brought him up for a reason, right? Yeah. Because he is the sort of guy that can just get hot, and all of a sudden he has 28 points, and you're like, wait a minute, what? Like This guy's filling the, the, not the same role in terms of the actual game, but the role of villain in the series yeah. that Jalen Brunson filled or that Reggie Jackson filled last time they played the, uh, the, the Clippers because he couldn't miss a shot. But what Kellen said earlier that I do think really sums this series up, they've got depth but they're missing Paul George, so they're already using that depth just to try and fill the loss of Paul George. Yeah, right. You need more than, like, to beat the Suns, I think you need Kawhi, Paul George, and depth. Paul George is gone, so the depth has moved into that spot.
1: Yeah, but, you know, once again, you got to remember the Clippers are the number three team in the association in bench points. Number three. Yeah. I mean, think about it. This is what they do. They do have a deep, Team And because of that, again, you have to wonder how it's going to go. That, that I think, is an advantage for the Clippers. They do have a deep bench. They do have a bench that is capable of actually lighting it up. They do. They
0: do. And they have a coach that knows how to use it in Ty Lue. I'm going to go back to Booker here because... You would think Kawhi would be the only guy we've been talking about all week. I almost feel like we haven't talked about him enough because he is a legit NBA superstar that wins when he's healthy. And he is, at least relative to other Kawhi seasons, he is healthy now. Here's Devin
3: Booker. I mean, we all know what he's capable of, you know, as a a finals MVP, a a two-time champ. and, you know, he, he's seasoned. He's been there before. You know, we know this is the time of year that he plays. And, you know, I have a lot of respect for him.
1: So, excited for the opportunity to match up against him. Yeah, excited for the opportunity to match up. Booker really does sound, sound like he's know, like, I just I, get out of my way. I Matt, I love it right there. It is a, a little bit of a smoldering. You know, I can't wait for the matchup. He, he just says all the right things. He does. And um, his, his inflection and his tone and his tenor, it, it just sounds right all the time. I love it. One of the things we don't appreciate enough about the class that is Devin Booker.
0: Oh, I mean, that's one of the best things about Devin Booker. You can, you can almost hear him locking into playoff <laughs> mode. And, and, and can't, you, can't you just feel, even though he's not saying it in his words, we got embarrassed last year after 64 wins. I still think we should have won the title two years ago. Like, it's. I it, reference something else Kellen said earlier. When you have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, and especially Devin Booker now at this point in his career yeah. when he's endured some real basketball pain the last two years, I don't think those two are going to beat themselves. If you're going to beat the Suns, you're going to have to beat the Suns. We watched the Suns beat themselves against Dallas last year. Yeah. They didn't have KD... And, I mean, they did have Devin Booker, so I still don't know what happened. But I don't think – I think it's going to be more like two years ago if the Suns don't go all the way this year. It's going to take
1: an effort like Giannis delivered in the finals two years ago. Yeah, the confidence level, once again, it's got to be super high on this team right now. And give me Terrence Mann. <laughs> Did you actually – the Terrence Mann cut is great. And, and here it when is. We,
0: I got it. Yeah, give it to this me. A, I don't even remember what they asked him, but here it is, Terrence Man of the Clippers.
3: I mean, they have Kevin Durant, so – yeah this is really it i mean they have kevin durant so
1: <laughs> yeah it, it just, it's so base isn't it it's so one of my simple <laughs> it's the way he said
0: it too like yeah i don't know it's, if you guys know this but they have kevin durant yeah, so i can right. answer your questions but it's pointless man that is beautiful that's uh this is one of my favorite sound bites from a Suns opponent maybe ever. So we'll see how things play out now. Uh, all right, when we come back, what are the three most important things you want to see in game one of Suns Clippers? Our Suns three-pointers. Next, it's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.